Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Arash's World Tea. And we have a very special guest today, uh, Sheila Omi. Uh, welcome to Arash's World. Thank you so much, Arash. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. And um, how are you feeling today? Wonderful. It's, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles, and it's great to be with you. Great. Um, could you briefly introduce yourself? How would you introduce yourself in just a few words? What would you say? Oh, goodness, Arash, a few <laughs> words. You don't make it tough easy. Question. Yeah. Uh, tough question. So I am um, an Iranian-American. I am an actor. I'm also a director. I directed a, a, a Persian um, a film with English subtitles about an Iranian-American uh, young lady who um, uh, deals with some of the uh, curses and tensions of uh, uh, her culture. And so mm -hmm. she comes into her power. I um, did stage work for many, many years. For about 20 years, I was touring the globe as a, a lead um, actress in Iranian uh, theater. I, I worked with a brilliant writer named Hushang Tozi. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would uh, write these plays. They were original plays that he would write. And uh, we would tour the world. And I, I was like the stage manager. And I'd um, set up the stage and do the stage managing and come on stage as an actress. So that was a lot of fun. I studied biological anthropology at UCLA. Um, I've done a lot of different jobs before going full time into acting. I was a wedding coordinator for a few years. Um, Wonderful. That's a wide range of, of things. Oh, so let's, I, I do want to get to theater a bit later, but let's start off with um, the, the big event, uh, Tehran. Let's, uh, yeah. let's talk about that. So that's uh, Apple uh, TV Plus's uh, um, series. It's the second season. You are in the second season. So let's briefly talk about it. Would love to talk about it. So Tehran is an espionage thriller. And it's a very entertaining show. It uh, revolves around the story of this young um, uh, woman whose family is Iranian, but she uh, has been raised in Israel. And she's so brilliant that um, the Mossad, uh, and the Mossad is like the CIA is to the US. Some people don't know. Um, the Mossad is like the CIA of um of Israel. Uh, so the Mossad sees how brilliant she is, and she's very promising. So they um, um, uh, have her work for them, and they send her to Iran to do uh, her genius work on computers uh, to um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to stop the nuclear program in Iran. And so she goes to Iran, and everything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong, and then some. So now she's stuck in Iran. So whereas this was like a job that was supposed to take a few hours and she's in and out, she's in and she's stuck in Iran. And it's a story about identity as well, because now she's questioning her allegiances and she's falling in love in Iran. And the character that I play, I play Nahid Kamali, who is the wife of Faraz Kamali. Faraz is the head of the intelligence of Tehran. And he is a um, um, very uh, 
he he reminds me of Rostam, you know, Rostam in that he's he's a warrior and he has devoted his life to his country and his king. His king, not because the king is a man, but because the king represents the health and well-being of the women and children and people of his country. So that's the type of character that Faraz Kamali is. He really believes in uh, protecting his nation. And the Faraz and uh, Nahid are the love story of the of the uh, series, and uh, but it's a very uh, difficult love story because um, as much as Faraz loves his wife, he's also he loves his country and he's um, feels uh, very protective to his country, and so this is uh, it creates some problems. Yeah, there there are many themes I want to touch upon. Uh, it reminds me a lot also of the Americans, which is a, a series I very much like too, and the idea of espionage as a homeland. And homeland has also lots of uh, Iranian uh, actors in it that are fascinating too. And so um, what I like about this, it's that question of changing our lens and perspective and seeing things from a different point of view. And specifically Americans, it was seeing it through Russians. And so they, how they would perceive uh, the United States and how the United States would perceive them. And that kind of clash between the two cultures. And as you're saying, identity and uh, uh, mental health and psychology is things I'm fascinated about myself. And so that kind of clash and that um, we also experience, um, both of us born in Tehran, uh, mm -hmm. where we have that different perspective, that different lens. And I find it quite fascinating that uh, movies are moving in that direction of giving us that perspective, that lens, the different point of view, and not just one way of thinking, and that we can learn from each, from each uh, culture, from each side. Mm -hmm. I, well, I completely agree with you. And really kudos to Apple TV Plus for the, the TV series that they, um, there's so many TV series that are doing exactly that. Um, I, uh, Sean Toop, who plays Faraz Kamali, he and I played in, on another Apple TV show called Little America, which was, uh, it's an anthology series of uh, immigrants who came to the US, um, you know, in search of a better life. And um, they're, they're all based on true stories and, um, that's it's such a sweet show and Apple TV is just wonderful for doing that for um, bringing uh, stories that allow people to uh, put themselves in the place of another human being from a different nationality mm -hmm. a different background so that we can see we can find you find yourself rooting for these characters mm -hmm. that you maybe thought you hated or maybe you thought was the enemy or you thought you know you wouldn't like very much and suddenly it's making the, the world a lot more homogeneous that, you know, yeah. and, and uh, the real life Iranians that are getting the role because we often get films and programs where there are Americans playing Iranians right mm -hmm. so I think that's really important because it's also more authentic an expression of again your own or our own nationality our own identity and so on and, and it comes through we can we can sense that but I find espionage very interesting because in terms of spying you are creating somebody else you are creating a different persona it's like manipulation deceit and to an extent um acting is also a bit of that oh it's a whole lot of that it's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah espionage is acting exactly <laughs> espionage wished it was acting <laughs> it is acting. but it's also a question of who are we 
And that is a question you know, I'm constantly still struggling with, of finding out who we are. Where do we belong as a person, as, you know, as, as in terms of our identity, our national, cultural, religious identity, and how that is often fluid. The same way with culture, how things are constantly changing and we're adapting to different situations. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Um, uh, with, and, I, and I can uh, tell you with the character that I play, Nahid's character, mm-hmm. she's also very fluent in that uh, even though she is living in Iran, she, she's someone who studied abroad. So she speaks English fluently. She speaks French fluently. And, um, but that, you know, going back to Iran, um, it's because she loves her country and, you know, she goes, she goes back to Iran to live. That's her country. And uh, she falls in love with this uh, man who becomes everything to her. And, um, and, and he's someone who actually works for the government and Nahid is fluid enough to, so she has respect for her government and, and especially in season one and, and, and two, mm. But at the same time, she's fluid enough to have a lot of respect for uh, an understanding of the West. So, and then kind of openness too to to these new experiences and not going with like preconceived notions. You just kind of evolve. And I like also the fact that we're looking at uh, people in terms of also the government. And so the it's not just when we think of, of Iran specifically. There is the people and there's the government. And so so there's that kind of like understanding uh, on a human level as well on a personal level that is often missing out in media. We don't get that in media. We just get you know government side. But there are are uh, um, real human beings struggling with uh, various issues in their lives. And I, I think that's really important to that, that series like uh, Tehran is focusing on that. It's, it's one of the reasons why I uh, agreed to do the project in the first place, because I wasn't sure I was going to. They don't let you read it all. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, oh what the Israelis are creating something called Tehran. And I, I didn't know. I didn't know how Tehran and Iranians were going to be portrayed. And it wasn't until Danny Serkin, who's one of the creators of the show, and he's the, he's the director of all the episodes. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Ah. Uh, directing oh that's another story we'll get into later but um so he took Sean Tube and I out to dinner one night and it was during that dinner that I realized how he, he said that um he loves Iranians so much and 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 he was like you know he, he wanted the world to see Iranians for who they are because they have such a, a warped idea that they think that Iran is the government and and it actually drives me crazy when on the news they say Iran today did this no Iran did not we Iranians did not there's a uh, uh, some people that are in the government who, who did that. So it was wonderful. And, and it made me feel that, first of all, I knew that it was a show that was going to um, uh, be very fair. Uh, they make uh, both sides look good and bad mm-hmm. because they're artists. And this is a show and it's for entertainment. It's not some political thing at all. The, the, the whole espionage Tehran thing, it's a backdrop for these wonderful stories that are taking place. And, and that's what I like, the human level of it, the human aspect of relationships, because if it's just, you know, politics, that's kind of boring, right? But it's like getting involved in the lives of people, but from a different lens, from a different perspective. I find oh, that fascinating. Yeah. yeah, it's not a documentary. It's, a, it's yes, an espionage. Yes thriller keyword thriller yeah. and the nail biting and fun to watch really 
fun to watch. But yeah, it was uh, knowing how much uh, Danny and the creators, Moshe Zonder and Omri Shenhar and uh, Donna Eden and Julian Leroux and Alan uh, uh, Aranya, they love Iranians. Mm -hmm. And they are beautiful artists who want to create a show that um, that people can enjoy, but also uh, shows people of the West um, another image of Iranians, which is these yeah. are young kids that want to enjoy life and music, and they love the West, and um, you know they're just people, just people. However, we do speak in metaphors and we have incredible poetry and an amazing language that allows us to see the world in a different, in a, in a more rich way, I, I feel, if mm -hmm. I may say so myself, but still just, just kids. Uh, I also want to talk a bit about your theater work because uh, I, I like the, the terms of using theater art as, uh, as a form of healing and uh, also activism. But for me, like the healing part is really important. I think once you heal, then you can do a lot of things, like many, many things. That's like essential here, yeah. So um, the, the Tehran, as you know, was all filmed in Athens and uh, what a great joy to be in Greece, which is the, the motherland of theater as we know it today. The word theater is a Greek word. And um, I went in season one, I had a little bit of time and I went and I uh, to Epidavros, which is that theater that it, it, it seats 11,000 people, but you could go to the center and you drop a pin and you hear it way up there because of the incredible acoustics and geniuses they were. But Epidavros is a theater that was built on a land that was actually a hospital. So this, so this was, an, they built the hospital first and they thought, Okay, so if someone is ill, the best way to heal them isn't only to go after their physical body, it's also to heal their psyche. And the way to heal the psyche is through the catharsis yeah. that happens by watching a play unfold in front of your eyes. And that's what the, the so this uh, Epidavros is a healing theater. And so you're absolutely right. And um, another thing I wanted to say, and I love that your show uh, deals with life coaches and healing and therapy. The idea that one of my uh, teachers uh, shared with me many years ago, the idea that, um, you know, as you know, most of us go through life and the left brain, especially these days is very dominant. And the left brain is telling you uh, two times two is four and be careful that you don't do this. And what time is it? And are the kids okay? And oh, that car is getting too close. And, uh, you know, it's trying to protect you. It's trying to protect you. So it takes over. But that the right brain is the, is the brain that you're life needs to be playing it's that part of your brain that comes out when you're playing when you're um dancing when you're creating love making when you're you know that right brain is really important so as a storyteller whether it's the writer director and especially as an actor so being an actor and talking about actors um we are people who have to turn off as we're acting the left brain and to say, thank you very much. I know that I know my mark. I know where the camera is. I know where the audience is. Please turn off for a moment. Let my right brain take over so that when an audience is sitting 
and watching me, whether I'm on stage or on a film or you know on a, on a TV series, the audience can turn their left brains off. So it becomes this incredible synergy between the actors and the audience and the audience is only now watching through that brilliant right brain, which goes into the psyche and it is very healing. Reading books is very healing as well, of course. And But there's something magic that happens when you watch actors play different parts and, and you're watching and you're listening and um, uh, you're experiencing them through your right brain. And, and that's quite important for in terms of creativity to, to really tap into that part. And there are the different brain waves that we have because that's where inspiration also comes out. And that's when we, we add, we're not just reading a script as an actor, you're not just reciting, you are acting. And again, I love the connection, also the mind-body connection that you're making here of like, this is a whole enterprise. And I am worried that sometimes people will just see it on a superficial level where they don't really engage with uh, movies and movies is my passion. I mean, I, for me, it's like, it's like basically like a religious ritual that, that I have just watching movies or series and so on. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's really engaging with it on a, on a, on a, as catharsis. I think that's wonderful. And that is really going through those emotions and experiencing these things and come out much stronger and much more complete out of it. So absolutely healing theater and any forms of art, but especially I think theater and movies are very, very helpful for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and, and speaking of catharsis in, in films, um, the, during the pandemic, um, I was commissioned because I've been doing theater for many, many years. So whether it was acting and then it, it, after 2015, I got into directing theater and I was commissioned uh, to direct a play for the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health that was written by my dear friend, Mastana Moradam, who is a therapist and just a wonderful writer. And um, COVID happened and the department said, I'm sorry, what do you want to do? You want to do a Zoom play read? We'll pay you the same amount, just do a Zoom play read. I said, no. What <laughs> I asked them, I said, you know, I could turn this into a film if you let me. And they said, the only way is if none of the two actors are ever in the same house together, because this was in the middle of the pandemic and we had no, and people were dying left and right. So I said, okay, I turned my living room into a green screen studio and I... Uh, brought in each actor on a different day, gave them eyelines, directed them. My uh, creative partner, who I've been working with for years, this brilliant um, uh, director himself, his name is Hitoshi Inoue, but he's also a, a special effects supervisor and does special effects and camera and everything. So he and I together as a crew of two plus an, another person we had to come in and read the lines and, and to help us out with the actors, we created a feature film and it's a, it's almost, it's like a medicine journey. It's called Wake Up Sleeping Beauty. It's like a medicine journey without medicine that this young Iranian American woman uh, goes through a catharsis about, and, and she's pregnant for the first time. And, um, and, and it's, and, you know, being uh, commissioned by the Department of Mental Health, uh, obviously it really um, uh, pushes 
working on yourself in whatever way you can, whether it's uh, getting a, a life coach or reading the right books or getting a therapist or a counselor to uh, deal with your traumas, because these traumas that we have, if you ignore them, they turn into monsters and they run the show. Yes. So yes, absolutely. And I think uh, people could watch this uh, Wake Up Sleeping Beauty. Again, it's in Persian with English subtitles mm -hmm. on um there's a site, uh, it's called Cross-Cultural Expressions. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization. And I think the, the, the site is CCE, stands for Cross-Cultural Expressions, and it's on their YouTube site. So if um, you're interested, you could watch the movie and um, it's lovely. Uh, we've won a lot of awards for it. Oh, I won cool. Best Director, Best Actress, uh, Best Supporting Actress, Best Script, Best Cinematography, Best Special Effects. Oh, but this was what was amazing is that these actors are all, uh, they've never met each other, but the way that Hitoshi stitched it all together, it looks like there's four actors in one room talking to each other and they have such amazing chemistry, which is a testament to their work. And that was during the pandemic. And it was during the pandemic. Oh, okay. That's yeah. again, being more creative of trying to create, uh, you know, something like, like that. I think that's wonderful. And you've also done voice, voice over acting as well. So yeah. you're like yeah. doing a lot of things. Let's talk a bit about that. Oh, I my son it. wants to get into that. So <laughs> what's your experience been? Yeah. So for, oh, I love it. First of all, um, uh, for those of you living in Los Angeles, or if you're visiting Los Angeles, the Getty Museum has a wonderful uh, Persian exhibition, and I've done oh, the book cool. for that. And that's uh, happening until August, until mid-August. So definitely shouldn't miss that. I've done voiceover. I did, uh, I played about 10 different characters, male characters. I, I played about six or seven different men characters and a few female characters for a, a series that... Um, is, uh, is it's on a human rights watch in Iran. It's called the Abdul Rahman Buruman Found, uh, Center. And so uh, this voiceover, it, it deals with the uh, lack of, um, uh, it's the judicial system in Iran and, and how they execute without due process. Um, and uh, so it's, it's a, so I, I did a lot of voices for that. It's, and we, um, uh, the this human rights uh, watch was trying to create uh, an animated project so that people because people you know as soon as people hear about executions and bad things happening they just turn off they don't want to see so these uh, cartoons are making it interesting and giving a happy ending to actual cases who had that had terrible endings you know just to bring shed light on things that I'm a voice for that and you also worked with Master Brani. I do work yeah, with him. That's awesome. He's so funny. <laughs> See the Persian Bachelorette on YouTube. I played the mom. Yeah. Maz is wonderful. He's a dear friend. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And so I also want to talk about Iranian cinema. And so um, ever since the tumultuous era that happened and you know horrible things and so on but i i always like to see things positively and i think iranian cinema is amazing and this is not me from a biased perspective but it is what has come out over the years has been remarkable and uh yeah what, what has how has that inspired you also to to continue with acting and kind of like working in with like iranian uh, um, fellow actors and and directors it, iranians are just I, I i hope i don't sound biased but i don't mean me i swear i don't mean me but these iranian young people 
They are just brilliant, such brilliant actors and writers and poets and musicians and um, Iranian cinema. One of my really uh, favorite actors uh, in Iranian cinema is a wonderful man named Hamid Bedad and such such a brain, such just so, they're just so, I mean, I don't know what it is about Iranians. I don't know if it's, it's the, passion. The, There's like real passion, like passion that drives language, them. It's the language, it's the, the poetry. They're just so smart, <laughs> so smart. And, um, and, and I, and I don't uh, consider myself because I, I, grew up here I so I'm not at all considering myself I'm not putting myself in that I'm talking about the Iranians that are in Iran are I mean yeah, you, you talk to anyone they're so educated uh, I, I was at a pharmacy and the pharmacist who uh, grew up in Iran and went to school in Iran knew all about Brecht and Sam Beckett and oh. they're, they're just so there's, there's something about the education in Iran. They're so well-educated, mm -hmm. yeah. so well-read. Wonderful. So uh, the program is uh, Apple TV Plus's Tehran season two. And uh, I have had the pleasure to talk to you, Sheila Omi, on uh, um, you're an American, uh, Iranian American actress, filmmaker, voiceover artist, and many, many more things as well. And thank you so much for being in Arash's world. And especially, I really like the fact that you are also uh, commissioned here to do uh, the play on uh, mental health. And I think that is hugely important that you're doing it and just your wonderful work and your wonderful presence. Thank you so much for being here in Arash's world. Thank you so much, Arash. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Wonderful, thank you. <laughs>